This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Ijun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Gen and Tonic blog. And every week on this show, we dive deep into an aspect of food culture in Malaysia, and I bring in some food friends and experts to talk about it. Today, we are talking about cakes. Yes, there are cakes and bakers all over Malaysia and all across the world as well. And it's a tough, tough industry out there with new competitors and new star bakers rising up every week. But there are a few that have made it into the upper echelons of the cake-making world here in Malaysia. So in the studios with us this week, we have two such stars of the Malaysian cake world, Satira Diana Borhanuddin and Fire Melissa, co-founders of Cake & Co. Welcome on the show today, guys. Hi. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thank, Thank you, you for, for such having a, us. Such a <laughs> lovely intro. <laughs> well, you guys are stars in, in the cake world. And yeah, I've always seen like your Instagram posts of your cakes. And they're like super stellar creations. Thank um, you. But just uh, as an introduction to our listeners and people who, have, who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? My name is Farah. Farah Melissa. And I'm Satira. Uh, so we're both co-founders of Cake & Co, which was started about four and a half years ago. 2015. 2015. Five years. Five years. Mm. Mm. So bad at math. <laughs> um, so initially, before Cake & Co, we both had our own thing going on. Kind of competitors, but friendly competitors. So Farah had a company called Raindo, and I had a company called Pearl Cakes Events. Um, so we started, we decided to collaborate um, to kind of, we we had already been in the industry for five years then. Um, and we were a bit more aware on where the industry was at at that time. And we wanted to make some changes to the scene. Hence why we created Cake & Co. Mm. Yeah. But for the both of you from the very beginning baking and cakes wasn't something that you guys studied or did in like culinary school, no, right? No, not for me, not for Satira either. But yeah. I think it just started off as a hobby. Um, I just started like experimenting with bakes and then someone approached me to like, what if um, you join um, this bazaar and try to sell your bakes and see if it, you know. So um, I did. And I managed to sell out the first day. And then oh, wow. I just got like addicted to like selling and baking. <laughs> and like that's how I started in uh, the business. It's, it's kind of like it puts you on high. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Seeing people happy. Uh, yeah. And Satira, you came from a like corporate uh, well, okay, right? funny story. <laughs> I'm a three-time college dropout, uh, not related to culinary at all. Uh, I first studied architecture a couple of years, foundation, and then... Uh, art and advertising, art and design at uh, the One Academy. And then a few years later, I tried to still get a degree <laughs> because my parents pressured me to. <laughs> so I tried to get a degree in broadcasting, but I dropped out at the final semester. 
I don't think I'm a very studious person. Mm. I cannot stay in basically in a classroom. I I don't learn that way. Yeah, but you see like all those things, mm-hmm. advertising, architecture, and, and masscom. Yeah, masscom. All those things kind of factor in. It helps in, yeah. it helps yeah. in yeah. your cake business. Yeah. Right? So I see it as I studied enough for me to gain the knowledge and skills to later adapt to my business. That's mm. how I see it now. That's how I perceive it now. So when I first, my first job was um, actually in politics. I used to work for a minister. Oh. My first job ever, I was a special officer for a youth and sports minister many years ago, which then led me to get to know media people. And then I got into broadcasting through my contacts. And I was doing that for a bit. After a while, I realized, okay, it's, there must be something more. I didn't feel so, I didn't feel complete back then. Um... And then uh, there, there's more story to it, but eventually I found cupcakes as a hobby and I started selling it at the side, just for a side income. But when I started posting up pictures, I didn't do bazaars like Farah did. Bazaars was, was never really my thing. Uh, my media friends started approaching me and asking, do you want us to feature you and your cakes? Mm. I said, sure, why not? <laughs> sure. So that's how it escalated. And... Um, similar to Farah, then I started to enjoy creating uh, cakes for people and selling. And I never thought business was my thing. In fact, my father told me, my late father told me, you could do anything in life, just don't get into business. <laughs> and that's what I ended up doing. So that's quite a funny story. Mm. Yeah. So tell me about the first time you guys met each other. Mm. Do you remember that moment? Not really. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't remember how we met. But I think, um, yeah, like we were competitors. Okay, so we knew of, of each, each other, other because yeah. we were competitors. Back in the day, before Instagram, there was only Facebook. Facebook, yeah. You knew the bakers of KL. It was just a handful. So you're pretty much, you know who was in the scene. As compared to now, like impossible. Like so many, right? So yeah. many. But before we knew who our competitors were and everyone had very distinct focus on what they were selling. So no one was really overlapping each other's styles. So Farah uh, was very uh, famous for her rainbow cakes. Yeah. Mm. Hence her name, Rainbow. Well, I was doing mostly bakes, la, like um, rainbow cakes, cupcakes and things like that. And of course, on the side, I did like fondant cakes and things like that. But that was more of her specialty, mm-hmm. what she focused on. Yeah, I actually didn't like baking. I, I have always been an art student, so I enjoy decorating. Right. Um, I used to get my mom to bake for me. Uh, <laughs> after and then you... Did the decorations I after? I did the decorations because right. it wasn't baking wasn't my passion. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a baking industry back in the day. I didn't know it existed. Um, so it's just a form, like another medium for me to express my creativity. After a couple of years doing it, my mom's like, "If you want to do this seriously, you need to learn how to bake because I'm not gonna bake for you forever." Uh, so my mom is naturally a good baker. Growing up, she baked for us all the time, and thank God I picked it up quite naturally from her as well. So um, I had this baking skill, but it's never been my main passion. So after five years of doing it, my dad passed away. Farah's father passed away. So our, our biggest support system. We both were at a halt for a bit. Uh, me first, because my, my dad passed away first. And I went into depression for a good six months. I couldn't even enter the kitchen. 
Um, I was so angry for being so busy creating cakes and not spending enough time with my dad on his final year, Mm -hmm. uh, knowing how ill he was. Uh, But I was also so focused on trying to prove myself because back in the day, parents didn't accept kids being bakers. Uh, So I was so focused on that that I forget that I should have spent more time with him. So when I went into depression and I finally snapped out of it, I realized there is nothing else I would rather do than cakes. I cannot go back to corporate. I cannot go back to broadcasting. I don't think I'm as passionate enough to go back there. But I also realized if I need to do this, I need to have a partner. If I want to grow, there is no way I'm going to work as hard as I did in the past five years on my own and continue doing that for the next 10 years, it's too exhausting. <laughs> so I knew that the only way was to grow and to grow with someone else. And then um, me and Farah, we have a lot of mutual friends in the social scene. We attend a lot of events together, fashion events. So we see each other's faces and we have very similar friends, mutual friends. So one day, uh, I bumped into Farah at an event at a fashion show. Yeah. And I asked her, hey, why have you been so quiet? I haven't seen updates on your Instagram. So she kind of told me the story about her dad passed away not too long after my dad passed away. And she's not sure whether you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go into it because I was like, okay lah. Because I was mostly doing it at home. I didn't have like a space to do it. So I was doing it out of hobby, but also at the same time like selling it. So when my dad died, my grandfather died, I was like, okay lah, I don't want to do this anymore because I was doing it at home and I don't really like want to be at home because, you know. So, um... Backstory, that was, it was her grandfather's home. Yeah. She was mm, operating. Yes. Right. And then, um... I think one day I was traveling, I think, when you messaged me and then she was like, okay, are you in town, whatever? Um, do you want to meet yeah. up? <laughs> I have something yeah. to tell you and yeah. this like that. And then we met up. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, I don't want to do this alone. I was thinking, why don't we like do it together? Like, what's up with me? What are my plans? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to make cakes anymore. You know, just <laughs> she like, was still, I, I think was she was still like, figuring life out. Yeah. But I had already, because the that one chat, we sat next to each other at the show. So I was digging in quietly before, without her realizing. I was like, oh, what have you been up to? She's like... And she said, oh, there are certain cakes that I don't like doing. I don't like wedding cakes. I don't like decorating the cakes. I just want to bake. Do you want to do those orders? I'm like, yeah, sure. Send it over. Mm. And I had certain orders, which is just purely focused on baking, no decorating. I'm like, do you want to do this order? She's like, yeah, sure. So we, even before we met up that day, we've always had this relationship where we passed on orders to each other. So um, we were never close. We were never friends. But we had that relationship where we just kind of help each other out because you don't want to miss on this order, like, oh, such a waste. So mm. might as well just give it to you, right? So when she told me during the event, I'm like, it just stuck to my head because I was already looking for a partner. I was scouting around at the few bakers that was around at the time, but I felt no one that I could relate to except for Far because we had just gone through something very similar personally. Mm-hmm. We had lost our stronger support system. And ultimately, Farah was the complete opposite to me. Right, in terms of like the likes and dislikes when yeah. it comes exactly. to baking, right? And mm. I am horrible at numbers. She is an accountant graduate. <laughs> so I thought this is going to work because we're not going to step on each other's toes. Because mm. I have a very strong character and I know it can be very hard to actually partner mm-hmm. with another person. So I needed someone who who had completely 
different or opposite skills to me in order to work. I was very aware of that, but I wasn't sure if she was up for it. Mm, so Farah, how did yeah. how did you feel when Satira first? I think I was sort of like, okay, should I do it? Like, should I partner up with someone? Should I like, I don't know. I was like totally clueless in what I was going to do. But then I was like, okay lah, let me think about it. And I, put, and I think she it didn't even too long. long. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? I don't want to like be home or I don't want to get into office work or things like that. I would rather be in the kitchen, do my own thing. So I was like, okay lah. <laughs> Let's just do it lah. Yeah. Yeah. We and and got the next name. day, in two days, we yeah. registered our company. We wow. registered, yeah. we brainstormed on a name. Yeah. We got it registered. We immediately started on our first order from my week. kitchen. Yeah. yeah. It's basically we were just continuing what, what we were you had doing. Before. Yeah. We already yeah. had clients. It's now it's just a matter of merging and how do we merge? Mm. Uh, so we continued immediately. So that was quite, I think the first month was. Uh, quite seamless in the way that, okay, she already had her tools, she already had her ovens, likewise. Uh, so the first month, we kind of worked out of her kitchen and then we decided to find our own space. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, if we, we figured like if it was going to be something legit, something serious, we would like move out, get our own kitchen, figure out how to pay our own rent and then from there build up the company. So yeah. we got um, an, apartment an apartment in Monkeara. Because uh, we figured most of our clientele, like uh, I used to be, area, yeah, right? I used to be based in Shah Alam, but out of ten people in Shah Alam, only one <laughs> is from Shah Alam. Everyone else would be from KL and Bangsa and all that. So we thought it would make more sense to be in that area where you're in the center. You can easily head to KL, easily head to Damansara, mm. right? So Monkeara was the perfect choice for us. Mm-hmm. And from there, your business like expanded really, really quickly. At least it seems that way because in four years gradually gradually. but I think I think it may seem that way for those who didn't know us from Pearl Cakes and Rainbow Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. but for us it was we were already five years in the business so it's it has to be it cannot be any slower Plus, in I think we direction. understand the industry more. Yeah. Like being in our in our previous business, we're like so controlled by our customers. Mm-hmm. Like whatever the case that they want, we have to follow what they want. And mm-hmm. then the struggles that we went through in our yeah. first business, like, you know, having the client control whatever they want. So it's like getting into the new business, we're like, okay, this is what I do not want. In, to happen to, yeah. ha- to happen in our new business so this is how we're going to change it I don't want to go to the shop 10 times just for one customer we have to make our time better we have to manage yeah. our time better we have to give ourselves salary yeah mm. you know yeah. so we kind of figured that out slowly but we managed to yeah. get there mm. it was it was quite a hard trying to yeah. uh, understand each other's footing in the yeah. first 6 months it was hard <laughs> but then I had convinced everyone that having a partner is the best decision for me that I couldn't back up. I couldn't. I was so too egoistic to give up. It's like you had to make it work. I had you to, had make, to it make, make it work. Because yeah. everyone was like, are you sure you want to have a partner? Are you sure? It's gonna. It's not going to work. It's going to go downhill. It's not going to work. But I'm like, yes, it's going to work. I know it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. So every time we had problems, I was like, I cannot give up because mm. I already convinced so many people that this is the right choice. Um, and it's almost like a, a, a marriage, right? Marriage, like you yeah. Enter it, you cannot back yeah. out anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of like, every time you have a, a disagreement, you just kind of have to take a step back and see, okay, how do we work around this? What's her strength? Uh, what's her weaknesses? And likewise for myself, how do we work around it so that 
uh, basically, yeah, we're married. Mm, so we, yeah. cannot, we have to find ways to live with each other. Yeah, and I think yeah. this marriage of you guys have, have created a lot of beautiful, beautiful children. In terms of your, your cakes. <laughs> Little babies. <laughs> yeah. Your babies. In fact, we have, like, our team is literally our children. Ah. Yeah. We look after them like they are our children. So, mm. yeah. And we'll talk a bit more about the cakes that you have created over mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, we're going to take a really quick break. I've been speaking with Farah and Satira from Cake and coal. You're listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Breaking Bread. I'm Jun and I've been speaking to Farah and Satira from Cake and Coal. So, in the first half of the show, we've been talking about the story and the genesis of your, your company and how from competitors you turned into collaborators. And if you just scroll through your Instagram feed... You have now have like 100k followers? Yeah. Or more more than 100k? 115. 115? Yeah. yeah. It's like all the creations are stunning. And what are some of the most memorable cakes that you've made over the years? I think, of course, none other than our unicorn cake. Uh. <laughs> that actually that brought actually, us to greater yeah. heights. Right. Who would have thought yeah. unicorn would bring us places, but it did. Uh, we and cre- now it's like a whole trend, right? Of it, is. Trend. Cakes. it has it is. literally flew us across the world uh, to teach that particular design. We didn't see what the fuss was all about. We didn't create that cake with an intention, I have to make it viral. Mm. Never thought of making yeah. anything viral, really. Yeah. Wait, for the listeners that don't know what a unicorn cake <laughs> yeah. is, how would you describe it? Uh, it's basically a buttercream <laughs> cake with very colourful swirls uh, of It's like a unicorn head. A unicorn mm. head cake, yeah. not like the whole... Not the whole, Not like, the whole horse unicorn, body. Yeah, right, right, right. It's just the head. Basically just mm-hmm. the head. And with eyelash, eyes with lashes, cute lashes coming out. And then there's the a horn. horn. Right. The magical horn. I'm mm. going to be honest with you. I'm a creative person. It is not my best design. <laughs> <laughs> but that one photo that we posted, we were shocked because I posted that photo the night before. In the morning, we woke up with 10,000 likes on the unicorn cake photo mm. on Instagram and we've never even reached yeah, I think I mean, probably like, the re- most we've reached was like 700 yeah. then this is 10,000 likes overnight and people were following us from all over the world reposting reposting and then we had people sending us sketches of the cake yeah. from like Brazil I think yeah. was it wow like you know so like it was fan, really fan, a fan hit right uh, we had like over 100 <laughs> reposts wow it was oh crazy. We were like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. We were so, we were freaking out. Like, but it's, I don't even like this design. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so simple. It doesn't challenge me as a creative person. But, you know, when it's time, you know, when it is your time to shine, then it is your time. You don't get to choose when or where. Mm. Uh, when God has granted you that day, like today, the whole world's going to see your work. Then, you know, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, we started getting invitations to teach. We've been, we were invited to Australia, Bangkok, Singapore, uh, Indonesia, uh, Russia, Paris, so many places, America. Uh, of course, we didn't go to all. We went to a few places. Right. Um, but then we realized, wow, cakes can really affect the lives of others. It can really create an impact. And we had, at that time the upper hand of transferring knowledge. 
So something that we never looked into before. We had never had any classes prior to teaching workshops, the Unicom workshops. We had never actually considered teaching before that. So it opened our eyes to a new possibility. Mm. Yeah. And to date, how many Unicorn cakes have you guys made? Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> no, I can't even count. It's been so long. Yeah. It's been three years, I think, yeah. at least. And it's still the most and popular design. it's still design. the most popular mm. design. Yeah. So then now each time you make it, you're like, uh, Unicorn oh, cake again? Oh, I don't again. do that anymore. <laughs> we get, oh, we you, just pass it to our team. I get, my, I get yeah. our team to do it. Yeah. Because I cannot look at it anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. A lot. And yeah, so the, I guess like... The sustainability. <laughs> it's so evergreen. Uh, yeah. What do you think will be, I guess, the next cake trend whether it's like kicked off by by you guys or not because I guess the unicorn cake was like a massive massive thing massive it and then yeah. I think from there I've seen like offshoots of it people are making those uh, how do cake you say those pops, yeah cake pops cakes. and again unicorn design yes. and all those like very palette colours yeah. that's really yeah. really yeah I mean we do that as well right we, you know because we see the value in a unicorn so we we create the unicorn on cake pops on cookies and cupcakes and all that mm-hmm. and it works it still works mm. um speaking of the next trend it's a bit hard uh, i think the unicorn was special because a lot of people in general love unicorns so you're talking about female adults teenagers kids gays <laughs> you know is this something that is it's a common factor for many many different groups mm. whereas everything else maybe not so so the unicorn was special uh, in terms of trends then it will be more specific to okay like for example the mermaid which is also our second yeah. bestseller but it will be very specific to certain groups it will be trending to certain groups but not the other groups mm. so so what you say the key hard. to finding something that can blow up like your unicorn cake then yeah. is uh, finding similarities across many different groups. Yes. Mm, something yeah. that can engage yes. with many different people. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, we we didn't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We when only you, realize it yeah, later. Yeah, surely when yeah. you made it, you you weren't like, okay, I know this is gonna this blow is gonna up. blow yeah. up, right? You just like. Oh, and yeah, then same goes when we were like, okay, this is gonna be the next viral cake, and then like nothing. I did it. You know, like like which ones? Like, Do you have any in there's mind? There's so many. Which are a like, lot of cakes. Be good. Yeah, be you good. know, this is good. Nothing. This is like my favorite cake ever. <laughs> and then like, okay, no one's ordering yeah. it, or like you know, not as hit as the unicorn cake. So it's really. It's hard. It's hard to understand people's mm. behavior. Yeah. Also, we realize likes don't always translate to sales yeah. on social media. Um, what's What's one of the most, I guess, difficult cakes that you have had to make? Like some crazy client requests? Oh, some we really one, elaborate things? We have things. one client. Her request is always crazy. <laughs> she will not accept mediocrity. She needs everything to be extravagant. Mm. Big, big, big. Uh, so it started off with a handbag cake. What handbag was it? I don't remember. It was a Prada handbag, Prada if I'm not mistaken. But, but it had to be as big, big as a TV. As a TV. What? You're talking about like a, what, a 16 inch yeah. TV. She's like, wow. I want it as big as that. And we're like, okay. <laughs> okay. She's and like, we had. Three days to do it. Three we or four three days. days to do it. She loves It's always last minute. Yeah. And she always gives us like one or two days notice. Yeah. <laughs> but because it's fun sometimes to take on a challenge, we always mm. say yes. <laughs> because it's very rare that we get clients like her. Uh-huh. Uh, so we keep her close. And we do whatever <laughs> she wants us to do unless it's really impossible. So that was first. And then she wanted... Um, a T-Rex cake. A T-Rex, a T-Rex cake. cake. Like a huge Again, dinosaur. Again, very, very big one. Yeah, huge a huge one. dinosaur. For her, what? 
Um, I think it, we why we started Kuei was also we were looking into scalability. It was impossible to scale. It is still impossible to scale with Kick and Co because it's so custom and you need to train stuff all the time. And it's very hard to pin down talented talents, talented kick artists because they would eventually want to run off to do their own thing. With Kuei, because uh, it's template designs, it's easier to just hire anyone with basic skills and it's easier to train. Uh, so in terms of the future going forward, um, I think cakes like Kuei, which is more affordable uh, and more easier to, as in, in terms of knowledge, it's easier to transfer. It's definitely the direction that we're going for. Uh, for Kick & Co, uh, we've both been in the industry for a decade now and we're a bit exhausted, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so I don't see myself creating custom cakes in the next 10 years. Like I want to be more in a management role. Uh, and Farah as well. She is actually doing an amazing job, you know, just doing HR stuff right now <laughs> and also doing QC. Yeah. So basically, it has moved on. We have moved on to like not even cake makers anymore. We're yeah. like proper, it's like a proper cake bosses. Cake no. bosses. That's the word. <laughs> yes. See my bag? That's the word. You see my bag? What is it? it cake, cake boss. boss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so also moving forward, um, like you said, we're one of the you know, more veterans <laughs> veterans <laughs> in the industry in KL, uh, seeing that we are the pioneers, we felt uh, the, a need to transfer our knowledge uh, to rising entrepreneurs, to kids in school who probably haven't figured out what they want to do after leaving school because, you know, we had no idea what we were going to do. So we want to head towards content creation, which we have already started uh, last year, end of last year. We've, we already have three uh, episodes on IGTV on tutorials. It was a bit impossible to do many episodes last year because we had our pop-up shop, mm. which is ending soon. But after the closure of our pop-up shop, I think we would have more time to focus on that. So my late father actually made me promise one month before he passed away that I have to eventually have my own show. So that is something that Ooh. I, you know, keep <laughs> inside me. So we want to head towards that direction to eventually have our own cake show. Wow. Yeah. No, that's really exciting. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All the best with that. And I can't wait to see your, your cake show. Well, we you. hope it happens. <laughs> we just have to work through it. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for your time today. Thank uh, you. Thank you for coming on to the show. Um, but just to end, where can people find you and order cakes from and watch out for your future cake show as well? They can um, look for us on Instagram, Cake and Co. and Kueh by Cake. They can also place their orders on our website www.kandco.com mm, And that's cake with K-E-K K-E-K okay. mm-hmm. K-E-K-A-N-D-C-O Cool Well, thank you for your time and thank you so much for coming on to the show Thank you for having thank us you. That's all we have for this week's show To listen to more episodes you can find us on iTunes, Spotify or visit our website at www.bfm.my and as usual, for fun recipes and funky food writing, you can visit my blog at jernantonic.com. That's J-U-N-A-N-Z-T-O-N-I-C.com. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.